Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sometimes the bump in the road to pregnancy and parenthood is not what we assume it is. Sometimes it may have nothing to do with fertility at all. What would you do if in your late 20s, your long-term relationship ends, but you have a lifelong dream of becoming a mother? What happens if, while you're building an amazing life for yourself, you don't meet the right person to fulfill that dream? And at what point do you make the brave decision to travel this road solo and become a single mother by choice. That's exactly what my incredible next guest Astrid did when she reached the age of 35 back in 2020. From when Astrid was a young girl, she had the dream of being a mother. But when her 10-year relationship ended at age 28, that dream felt very far away. In this episode of Bumps, my former colleague Astrid shares her inspiring decision to become a single mother by choice. How she weighed up this decision who she went to for support and advice, the process itself, and how life as a single mum has been since then. I'm blown away by Astrid's bravery, honesty, and vulnerability, and I'm really touched that she trusted me to share her story. So here it is. Thank you so much, Astrid, for joining me um, on this episode of Bumps Along the Way. How about we start with an introduction to yourself? So. I'm Astrid. I'm a single mom by choice, turning 40 this year. I'm a human resource manager at a software company in Zwolle. Recently started, it's my second month here, living in a small town called Epe. It's between Zwolle and Apeldoorn in the Netherlands. Used to live in Amsterdam, uh, but with the decision to pursue my dream of becoming a mom, I decided to move back to my roots. So my family is close by now so they can help support. Um, yeah, so that's me. We were obviously colleagues at Usabilla, but on the other side of the world. So didn't have too many face-to-face -face interactions. But yeah, that was already, I think, five years ago. Yeah, approximately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we saw each other once live, which was at the 10-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> celebration <laughs> but I thought maybe yeah where we could start is just like what is the beginning of this 
journey to pregnancy and motherhood? Where does it start for you? Yeah, that's a little hard to answer, to be honest, because I, I, my dream of becoming a mom, like I can't think of when that started, but mm-hmm. it's always been there. Um, and I was in a long-term relationship uh, until I was 28. We broke up then and I always had the dream of becoming a mom and preferably before 30. So that kind of dream was a little up in the air. Yeah, I, I can from the, from the start, um, I think quite early on, I did say to people, like, if I don't find anyone else, I will just do it on my own. Um, wow. But that's an easy thing to say, but then actually do is something different. Yes. So I kind of gave myself, well, not a deadline, but thought of like around 35, if it hasn't happened then, um, then I would kind of see what process I should encounter in. Yeah. Uh, and I must say, I've done amazing things in in the meanwhile. Like I, I went traveling, I, I switched jobs, moved to Amsterdam. So I had a great life, and that made the decision well not harder, but like you you, you do question like, am I willing to give this all up um, to start motherhood on my own? Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I thought like, I love this life now but do I love it in 10 years 20 years is it is it enough and I've had a lot of open conversations with good friends about it and also one friend that you also know former colleague Stephanie oh, who yeah. I traveled the world with <laughs> and I think every year during our travel it was a topic of discussion like or not discussion but just conversation of like where is your head at and what what are your plans for the coming year and I think I kind of put it on hold a little, just always had hoped like it it, it wouldn't become real or not hoped, but my picture of starting a family is is, is not was not on my own. Mm. It was with someone. Uh but when we traveled to Colombia was in 2019, that was the first time I loudly said, like, I'm 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 taking the leap of faith. I'm going to do it. I have so many questions. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I've heard a, like a lot here. Um, I'm curious if we go back to the start of that story yeah. and you come out of the 10 year relationship that you were in and you were 28 and you put yourself back in that headspace. I can imagine a lot of people are going through something similar right now. Actually, that's something I went through before I got together with Vout. And you do feel, oh, was was this my chance? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and how how was that for you? Because you had this dream. You mentioned it was a lifelong dream. Yeah. Um, you felt maybe on the clock with I wanted kids and I wanted them before 30. And, yeah, I guess my question is like, how do you get through that realization that the relationship's not right and maybe then, yeah, you're getting one step further from that dream? Yeah. Well, you have the kind of the morning about kind of the, the relationship not, not working out because, like, to be honest, it wasn't fully my choice. In hindsight, it should have been. But that's always easier to say with hindsight. But we would it's not right for each other. And that that's fine. Like, we had a... We had been together almost 10 years and 
not like there's not not one bad thing to say about that we just grew apart we wanted mm-hmm. to do different things and like we weren't ju- we just weren't a good match but we did own a house together we lived together we like yeah there's a lot to go through like here i i moved out um then you have the whole shabam about kind of finding a new place and going to the notary to kind of get everything separated and initially that is what kind of takes all your energy and occupies you and just the the yeah the grief kind of about like Mm -hmm. things not working out and and then secondly like your kind of your future just feels like like it's it's completely up in the air yeah you Uh, also grieve yeah and the future of motherhood and being close to the dream you would mourn that as well I can imagine yeah yeah but for me that came a little bit second but yeah that was definitely something I worried about because but on the other hand like 28 is still an age for me like even though preferably I would have had kids way earlier yeah there's something to say about doing it a little later um so yeah I I I still had kind of the the picture of my in my mind like I'm 28 now I still have like for me 35 initially was kind of the the marking age that turned into 37 later on but uh, uh 35 was kind of my because you you read oftentimes that after 35 like the the chances of getting pregnant become harder and like your yeah. fertility becomes less so at that moment in time you still think I have 7 years until then so that should be sufficient time to find someone else or just to build something and yeah well every year that didn't happen then you think like I didn't mind turning 30 but turning 35 for me was really like uh crap so that's what got you through initially was that okay I'm still young I'm 28 I have all these years and probably hopeful and as you mentioned you moved to Amsterdam you started traveling so like yeah other things that I could like I didn't do in my relationship that I was able to do um being single and and I was fortunate enough that I have and still have a lot of single friends so I didn't have to worry about not going on a holiday or not like there were always plans to be made yeah Um, and I like I was I was really focused on kind of finding myself back um Mm grounding myself a bit before even stepping into a different relationship and in my opinion like Amsterdam wasn't the right place for me to find a relationship there was just way more single uh, women than single men so I um, think that's still the case yeah that's still the case which is <laughs> fine and I, I I must say I I didn't really make an effort either hmm. so I was really focused on just myself and building a new life for myself and still in the back of my head thinking about kind of like the alternative of doing it on my own and maybe that gave me enough I don't know relief or trust that that my dream would come through one way or the other yeah knowing that that was always going to be an option and in the meantime enjoying life and seeing the benefits of being single and being not and yeah learning about yourself which I feel like you do when you're single, learn the yeah. most about yourself. So yeah. that's also really inspiring that you 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 use it as an opportunity to grow as yeah. well. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. And then we fast forward and you reach 35, but then it starts feeling. Yeah. Then, uh, then the, the doubt starts hitting in. I wasn't questioning whether I could do it. Like I, I knew I could do it on my own. I have a, the best support system in the world with my parents and my sister and friends who all supported me, whatever I would have chosen. Mm. But my doubt was more what I said earlier on, like, do I want it badly enough to give up also the life that I built for myself in, mm. in the past, like, let's say almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that to me was more the question, like, I love traveling. I love like just doing fun things with people around me. And what I said, that was a life I really enjoyed, but my biggest concern was like, do I still like that in 10 years time, 20 years time, 30 years time? Um, and especially like with the social media and those kind of things, you see everyone becoming pregnant and just the, the thought of never being pregnant. Yeah. Did became did, not, not an option for you. No. Yeah. Cause how do you weigh that up? I mean, you obviously were really open with your friends and family. Yeah. So you obviously had really good conversations. Yeah. You mentioned, um, books that you read, to help you weigh it all up. Was there anything else you did that you felt was really helpful to get through that decision? No, because I, I think at some point in time, like you never know what the right decision is um, because you have a life that you know, but you don't know the life that you would get with the little one. True. It's hard to anticipate how that would look like. Um. But for me, the fact that it stayed in my mind, that it remained a, a serious option, did tell me enough, like, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. true. It's been and in your head for seven yeah. years at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that to me was enough to say, and, and I don't think you, like, of course, there's days now that I think, oh, my goodness, I would have love to kind of sleep in and have the day to myself and those kind of things. But in, I don't think you would regret, like if it's that long in your mind and you're seriously considering it, I only had single friends that didn't consider it at all. To me, that would have been great because just not worrying about the option would have, yeah. I think would be a relief, but uh, for me, like I, I, I would, I don't think you would ever, uh, regret the decision of going for it and to be honest the making the decision to trying to go for it doesn't mean that it will succeed like I'm I'm fortunate enough that it did but like yeah. it isn't sad that that you would get pregnant there's no. still you know, a, a way to go exactly because when you're 35 and you're in Colombia with Steph yeah. is that when you joined the wait list or had you already been oh I already joined yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I think I was uh, 36 when I was in Colombia. I had started it a little previously because in the Netherlands there is a really, really, really long waiting list mm. for. And then I uh, I contacted the uh, the hospital just to get me on the waiting list because at that moment in time the waiting list was at least two years. So when I like in 
end of 2019, when I said it out loud, I was still on the waiting list. And I think I had been for almost two years. Um, but there's a somewhat alternative route um, that you could take. And that is to go to a commercial uh, sperm bank. They have that in Denmark. Mm. Uh, and there, there's no waiting list. But what I said, it is commercial. So you do pay for it, which yeah. is a little odd. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I like when I got back from traveling, I straight away contacted the hospital uh, to say that I would want to go for option two, which is with the commercial sperm bank. And then okay. things, to be honest, go really, really fast, which is crazy. Right. So you decide you going down the commercial path. Yeah. I think you called it Cairo. Yeah, Cyrus. I will. Cyrus. Yeah. Um, I mean that means no waiting list, no. but more, but more costs. So that's yeah. the trade-off, second like time versus money. Yeah, trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, how quickly does that all happen? Then, yeah, that's insane. It, it's quite straightforward. It's kind of a a, a Tinder, but without pictures. You just <laughs> you go online and you mark kind of the the traits and the characteristics that you want, kind of. Yeah, that part of the journey I think was the the hardest because I like it just sounds so I don't know superficial or yeah plastic. like it, it's just not like there's nothing romantic about it. <laughs> no, and you like you do see a, a a childhood picture of the donor. Oh, get all like psychological tests to see and what kind of their family looks like and so forth. Um, mm. And then I just chose one that I kind of thought would be suitable. And I hit order. It gets shipped to the hospital. I think it was there within two, three weeks. But are you also going through them needing to be examined or? Yeah. 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 So I did go to the, when I contacted them that I would want to go for option two. I had to go there and you kind of get just what you said, examined um, if everything's fine. They did, uh, during my examination, they they did find, how do you call it in English? Endometriose. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So he said like it, 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 it might affect, it might not affect uh, your ability to get pregnant. Um, so that was a, a little bit of a shock to me, to be honest, but yeah, you just take it as it comes. Um, but then, yeah, you kind of get approved of like, there's nothing majorly wrong or, and then, yeah, when the sperm comes in, um, like I, I didn't have to do hor hormones or something. Okay. In, in essence, it's, it sounds really plastic, but it's the same as getting pregnant by the natural way, but just the piece of the man is just inserted differently oh really oh it's not IVF then no no oh okay so yeah so you go to Cyrus Cyrus yeah. sorry you go through the catalog of traits and characteristics yeah. which you mentioned you found to be the hardest part because it felt yeah it just feels it feels lonely it feels not as you in my opinion not as you envisioned it yeah um yeah, what I said, there's nothing romantic about it at oh, all. No. no, I can imagine. And you you learn a little bit about the donor as well. You yeah. see their childhood photo. So 
Do you yeah. also get to know their medical background and things like yeah. that? So yeah. you can also see, yeah, yeah, that was obviously important to you as well, their background and things yeah. like that. Oh, it's also so many decisions. Yep. <laughs> and, and are you doing this on your own or with people around or? I did this part I really did on my own. Wow. I completely recall it was on a Sunday afternoon sitting on my uh, dinner table in Amsterdam and just clicking my way through. Just, and how long do you think it all took? I think about one and a half, two hours. Because wow. at some point, like, you either think this this is, like, this suits my needs. Um, and with this donor that I chose, like, there's childhood photos, but I even, like, you... I heard his voice because he made a recording of why he chose to be a donor because he oh, has a family wow. on his own. Um, and just kind of the uh, the kindness in his voice and the reasoning why he's doing it, like just really con- connected with me. Yeah. So I thought, like, yeah. Was he, was he also Dutch or? No, he's Danish. Okay. I yeah. would, would you be open to sharing like what his reasons for donating are uh yeah he mentioned like he had a family on his own i think he had two kids i recall correctly but his biggest motivation to do it is to help other peoples who are not fortunate enough to make it on their own to start a family because that was his kind of biggest joy in life um and also because like in the netherlands it's not allowed to have an anonymous donor um so it it has to be someone that is known. So when Dan, my my son, turns sixteen, mm. he can contact his. Oh, that was father. going to be one of my questions, actually. Yeah, yeah. he can. And I, and I didn't want to have a familiar donor because that's something that you sometimes hear as well. That uh, like, yeah, uh, a woman yeah. does it with a gay gay couple or just with a friend or. Uh, but that wasn't something I, I wanted. No, for okay. me that would be too complex. I can imagine. And he has two kids, and he's still open to one day hearing from. Yep. Others. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so brave, actually. Yeah, but it's I think really that is also one of the biggest reasons why the waiting list in the Netherlands. But that's an assumption is so long because it's not unanimous. So. I think you have a, a quotum of how many kids you can kind of conceive with. Uh-huh. I think it's 12 by the top of my head. Yeah. Um, because like in uh, back in the day, you hear all those uh, lawsuits now and, and uh, justice about like uh, even a, I think a gynecologist who has 550 kids conceived with his own sperm <laughs> oh, gosh. so that's too like but it's more like there there is an option for dan when he wants to at 16 to contact him and that is something that you have to be open with but also that your partner and your family has to be open with yeah yeah from from his side and your side yeah. if you do you know eventually yeah, but also people. from his wife for example like exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really extraordinary yeah. and kind of him and his wife to be able to yeah. kind of provide that for people. Yeah. Um, 
And if Dan did reach out and he met, I guess, the family, they would be also part of partially like half siblings as well. Yeah. 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 So how does that feel for you knowing he might one day connect with? Yeah, I I try not like or try not to think about it. Like for me, like if that like it's all about Dan, if he wants that. I'm not going to kind of deny him that. I think I can't, and that's also why, and and, and like I, I definitely relate to that. That's why the Netherlands changed it from anonymous to non-anonymous. It's mm-hmm. more to protect the kid or the child in, in this perspective because yeah. oftentimes like you want to know what your background is, where you come from, what like what the history is. Um, and he has that option. If he wants that, yes, of course, let's... I'm happy to go with him, fly to Denmark or wherever we need to go. Or, yeah, I think like for me, that feels better. Like another option would have been I went out one night in Amsterdam, picked someone up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he never has a chance to know. No. So, yeah, I'm prepared for everything. Um, Yeah. He he might even uh, be angry with me that I did it in this way. You, You never know. Like, yeah. Uh, I will try to inform him to the best of my capabilities. And, but yes, if he wants that, yeah, go for it. Like he has that option. And if that's of importance to him, yeah, he should. Yeah. It's extremely strong. And of course, you know, ultimately it's putting down first. Yeah. It makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I then also go back to, making the selection of characteristics and then you mentioned like two to three weeks later it arrives um is it then a hundred percent success that you will get pregnant no no because um you like they test the sperm and then you have to start um uh, testing your ovulation okay um and once that test is positive you call the hospital and the next day you have to come oh uh, because that's the biggest, like that's the most, uh, yeah, the best time, of course, in your cyclist. Yeah. Um, so then you go there the day after, um, and I didn't go alone. My sister went with me. That part I, I felt a little awkward of going alone. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it it sounds plastic, but it just gets inserted. <laughs> wow. So, and then it's not like you have to put your uh, legs up high or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, it's just like having sex without the sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then you leave and you think, okay, I I could be pregnant now. Yeah, and that is really really weird because like in your mind that is that that's just your whole world at that moment in time. Uh, and I can imagine that's also like for everyone trying to get pregnant. Like you always think like is this the one time or is it is, like, I might get pregnant. I might not get pregnant. Going back to work after feels really odd. <laughs> you did? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And, it's and, the same. I, and I, well, I was in a meeting with, uh, with rule our CCO at that time. And we were talking about pregnancies or I don't know, something about like, if I wanted it or, and I'm like, <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> totally, you knew what I've just been through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then it's just waiting for two weeks uh, and then test. 
Yeah, that two-week wait is horrific. I really, I mean, I'm having it every month now. So it's like half my life is spent in this kind of waiting phase. And I can imagine for you, though, the stakes would have felt a lot higher, I think, probably. Or not. I'm putting your words in your mouth, actually. Uh, Well, like... In in the whole process, like the the hospital is really open about like, and it's sad everywhere. Like because I I ordered three straws uh, of sperm because they yeah. do say like it, it it almost never happens in one go. Like yeah, oh. like be be mind like yeah. How if many? It- yeah, the like it's not a guarantees guaranteed success. So they really also prepare you for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and those two weeks. Yeah, I think at that time I was really rational about it, but but it was also just for me it was one one time because I was successful in one time. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, I I recall we had my father's birthday, and my sister said, "Like, do you feel something?" I said, "No, no, I just feel like my normal self." And she said, "Well." Every time, well, she has three kids, but every time I got pregnant, I didn't have to test because my boobs were hurting so much that I just knew. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't have that, so should be fine. But it was the same weekend as the lockdown was announced for Corona. Oh, so I went out with friends on that Sunday and I, I, I did kind of chose my dinner that way that I didn't eat raw meat because, it, yeah, you're, you are conscious about it. Yeah, and the whole world was kind of in the lockdown, and then I think on Monday was the first day that we had to work from home. But I, I think I was still in the office, and I thought, okay. And then the next day, I thought, oh shit, my boobs hurt so much, and I thought, oh, oh yeah, I have to test tomorrow. But I drove home or biked home after work, and I think I was in the Albertine at seven just before closing. And there was one pregnancy test left. And I thought I would just buy it because I'm not waiting another day. Wow. Yeah. And it turned out positive. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, like the actual getting pregnant feels really easy because I haven't been through a lot of like disappointments. and. Yeah, I can understand that. It's the, yeah. The actual process of getting pregnant has felt easy, but perhaps yeah. the journey leading up to it has yeah, been your that wasn't easy. Your yeah. bump, your bumpy yeah. road was the before the actual yeah. yeah. But then you still must have been so excited, or did you? I feel was terrified, anxious. Yeah, I was like, "Do I? Oh, I really wanted this, right? Do I really want this?" You start kind of like because then there's no way back. No, now it's real. Yeah. But I must say, like, I, I, I do think if it wouldn't have happened then, because, like, all the, the treatments in Corona were stopped. So if, I, if, I, if the test turned out negative back then, then I think I had to wait another one and a half, two years before the actual treatments started again. Start again. Oh, Ashton, I'm so happy with you that it I worked. I would have done it then, because then I would have been 38, 39. Right. And that's a big difference to 36, 37. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. 
in a way it had to meant to be maybe it's meant to be yeah definitely and your pregnancy was also fine yeah the first trimester was a little nauseous i recall having uh calls with voucher for uh, uh for um, australia having interviews and i couldn't get out of bed without eating a biscuit or something so i had biscuits next to my bed and trying to during the meetings eat something because it was really early in our mornings of course during those meetings and i was like oh i'm glad i'm not in the office because i don't think i would have kept a straight face no <laughs> so i was just nauseous a little but furthermore it, yeah i i, I can't complain it, yeah. yeah that's great but yeah at what point oh i'm so curious like at what point it really felt real for you uh well i had to go to the hospital when i was eight weeks because they do uh ultrasound uh to check if there's a heartbeat oh yeah uh, so that to me was the first real realization yeah. and then there's still a lot that can go wrong like I, I had heard enough stories about things going wrong so for me the 12 week ultrasound when you really see the baby mm. kind of like not only just a bleep but see a baby for me was like okay now it becomes a little bit more real and i i really waited off telling the majority of people i only had like the night that i had my positive tests i kind of called i think 10 people or something and that was my inner circle mm. who knew i was going through the process but for the rest, I really waited until 12 weeks. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, but also and great. No certainty after 12 weeks, of course. But that for me, it was really like, yeah. That was when you felt ready to share it. Yeah. yeah. And great that you have that inner circle as well, who you could confide in early, especially, you know, going through this on your own, which is so yeah. incredibly brave. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird time because what I said, it was full lockdown. So, uh, yeah, when I uh, got back from the hospital, I think with the eight-week ultrasound, like, my parents couldn't even hug me. Oh, that must have been so hard. Yeah, but yeah. at some point, I just let that go. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then when Dan was born, was it yep. still lockdown? Could they come and hold him or see him or? It was still a lockdown. It was the next lockdown because it was in November 2020. Okay. Uh, luckily, my sister was with me during the labor. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was born on a Tuesday evening around 6 p.m. Uh, and that my parents could come, but they could only come one by one. So first my dad came up in the hospital and then my mom came up. So bizarre. Yeah. Such a weird, I cannot imagine your first pregnancy, your first baby during yeah. that time must have been also another thing that you didn't when no. you think back to being a child and growing up with this dream that would also be something that you never envisaged oh no so the no. whole experience has been so different from, yeah. from yeah. what you thought yeah how has it been since like you're a single mom now uh, yeah. yeah it's been fine like I like every parent that says that it's only like the pink cloud or the blue cloud lies because that's not true no um there like there's of course days that I think like oh my god what what did I do where like what did I get myself into <laughs> like, on, on the worst days 
Of course. Uh, but of in course. general, like, yeah, everyone says it's so hard to do it on your own. On the other hand, I don't know how it is to do it with someone. So for me, this is just normal. Um, and yeah, in my opinion, and maybe that's just too rational, but there's a lot of pros to it as well. Because if I've worked a whole day, I don't have to share the attention of Dan. I can just cuddle with him. There's no partner that also wants to cuddle. Yeah. Uh, I can do everything in my way. They're like you're you're always in line with yourself. Like there's no like that, like that your partner says, Oh, why do you do it that way? Or Dan is is doing really well. It's he's really lovely. He's really social, active, not the best sleeper, but yeah. 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 I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine about the sleep, but I can understand you know, the pros versus the cons, indeed, you don't yeah. have to, you know, you do see a lot of couples grappling with the yeah. right approach to raising a child and you have, yeah. I yeah and if you're, like, and if you're tired, like uh, sometimes I just go to bed at 8.39. There's no yeah. one that says like, oh, let's just have a wine still. Like, yeah. 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 Just do it in your way. And yeah, I don't have to share his love either. Um, mm. So no, and and what I said, I have the best support system in the world. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it. Wow. The fact that my parents, they they support so much. And my sister and her kids, they babysit because they're a little older. Uh, and I just have a lot of friends who adore Dan as well. So it, it's not a hassle if I have to bring him or... Uh, because that that is what you need. Because you can't do it fully on your own, in my opinion. No, you need to no. have some sort of social network or support system in place. Yeah, they say it takes a village. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad for you that you have that in your life and close by and yeah. available. You know that level of support must just be so. Um, yeah, it just it must help you get through those days, those challenging days. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you would give any advice to anybody that is in a similar position, maybe coming out of the long-term relationship or going into their mid-30s and thinking about this, like what would you share? What would be any parting words of wisdom, I suppose, when you look back at what you've been through the last few years? Yeah, I would say listen to your heart. Like there is always people that like uh, they want to support you in the best way. Um, and this isn't isn't a decision that you can make kind of rationally. What I said, like you know the life that you have, but you don't know the life you're going to get if yeah. if it works out. Um, but for me, just the, like the fact that it is in your head that you're actively thinking about it and. should tell you enough Uh, should tell you that it's worth exploring because you for whatever reason can't let it go yeah yeah Yeah. oh well I think that's a beautiful parting message to listen to your heart that's really special yeah yeah I think there's no way of having kids being easy no well if you're doing it together like they're there yeah it's going to be a challenge. It's going to disrupt your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
and listening to your heart, making sure you're ready, confiding in that support network that you build for yourself. Yeah, because I, I do think that is like you need to have you need to have that support and be be sure that, because people can say that they're there to support you, but like to be honest, like I, I I've never never been sick as much as I have been since Dan mm-hmm. is around because he picks everything up at daycare, of course. But if I'm sick, I can't take care of him. Yeah. Um, so you have to have people. And, and in my case, it's oftentimes my parents, my sister. Um, yeah, you need that because like otherwise, because you also have to work and you have to just. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really challenging as well. Continuing to show up with work and I understand it's you also have a new job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a lot of energy going into meeting everyone, making a good first impression, showing up, being there. Yeah. So yeah, having that village behind you is very, very, must be very empowering for you. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't think I would have made it. Wow. Wow. It's such an inspirational story really Astrid like when I heard about this from I think it was from Vout actually I just have so much respect for you and I think it's so brave and I hope you sometimes have a moment to sit back and reflect and process it because it's also a huge long journey of you know it really started when you're 28 that's almost a decade almost a third of your life where you've been busy with this so it's been a huge thing and you're you're now doing it you're now living the dream albeit not in the way you imagined maybe but you are doing it you took it into your own hands and i think that's so powerful that's it yeah that's your story thank you Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.